I'm Glenn Rubenstein, the founder and CEO of Adopter Media, a dedicated podcast advertising agency. I am here today to talk with Martha Gallant, the Senior Director of Audio Partnerships at Athletic Greens. Martha, great to see you again. How are things going at Athletic Greens with audio partnerships? Hey, it's uh, it's always a good time. We're, we're busy. Uh, we've got a lot of fun stuff going on. Um, and it's uh, great to be talking to you and everyone at the experts. Absolutely. So I guess to start with, we're going to dive in and talk about the different challenges brands face, uh, the different approaches to podcast advertising, but really with the spirit of independent podcasts being so front and center represented at the X fronts, can we just kick off and you talk a little bit about what you love about working with independent podcasters? Yeah. So um, independent podcasters are, are in a lot of ways our bread and butter. Um, we love kind of having access to to the actual hosts, um, working really closely with them. Everything we do is based on a true partnership, uh, a product investment, and people who want to see our business succeed as much as we want to see theirs succeed. So it's it's been huge for us. Uh, we also love you know we love working with networks. We um, enjoy all kinds of different partnerships, but uh, we we love the smaller people because it tends a lot more collaborative. Uh, we can get creative about the partnerships. Some some people um, are on a commission basis, for example, and that that can help them with flexibility. Um, but it just it just tends to be kind of a um, a deeper partnership and a little bit less transactional and uh, room to to really grow together. Absolutely, and I think that's the thing that's really important for advertisers to keep in mind. You're here today watching this because you've heard such great things about podcast advertising. But you really have to look at the context of what you've heard about. And when you look at the huge success stories in this business, whether it's going back to Squarespace, Blue Apron, uh, Helix Sleep, MeUndies, all the brands that are so synonymous with podcast advertising, you really have to look at the types of ads that got them to where they are and got them the results that they were looking for. And at the same time, the medium has evolved so much over recent years that now there are so many different ways to place ads. I mean, would you say that it's it's a fair assessment that you see with advertisers? I know I certainly do, where they know that podcast advertising works, they've heard the stories, they want to try it, but they almost don't understand the the how and the process to get the effect uh, the effective result they're looking for. Yeah, um, you can't look for, you know, the wins that companies had five years ago and just expect that the industry still functions that way. Things have changed a lot way of doing business has has changed a lot and the um, demand is really, really high for for inventory here. So you need to be a little bit more creative than those quick wins that people had five years ago. And I think that's really the key. I mean, so my agency, we work with over a dozen brands. We're placing about 20 million in podcast ads this year. And what's amazing is every advertiser starts with a phone call, uh, calling our agency and talking about what they want to do in this space. And what's really interesting about it is that a lot of times they get very frustrated because they get offered dynamic, programmatic, all these different ways of buying ads. And it's almost as if uh, it's not the landscape they were expecting. All they know is that traditionally a host reads an ad, gives an endorsement of the product, tells a great and compelling story. And uh, somewhere along the way that translates into sales. So I really feel with the process, we can kind of sort of demystify some of this today and talk a little bit about how podcast ads are bought. And a lot of those advantages with with independent podcasts. And again, as Martha said, we love our network partners. We work with a lot of them. But when brands really want that hands-on experience, you want that endorsement, you want that true partnership, cutting out the layers and being able to go direct to a podcaster often can provide you a much deeper integration than dealing with a network that sells 500 or 1,000 different podcasts. And for them, it's just a series of transactions. 
that can be part of your audio strategy as well. But really for that old school mentality and that old school spirit, that's alive and kicking with independent podcasters right now. So Martha, if we could um, talk to me a little bit about your approach now. So you've worked with two brands uh, in the podcast ad space, both with Helix Sleep and now with Athletic Greens. How do you look at core demographics and targets and subject matter when you're evaluating a media mix? Yeah, we, you know, anything could work if it was a 50 cent CPM. That's <laughs> at the end of the day, like, I think that's really important to because that means that no media partnership is off the table, but there are different levers that you uh, that make a campaign kind of a lot more of a guaranteed success. So we tend for a key thing being thought leadership. So how much is this host respected or um, the knowledge and guidance that they bring to their audience? And this could vary a lot. So um, it could be someone who, you know, who guides you in your, I don't know, your keto journey and uh, is, is the absolute to thought leader in that space. Um, or it could be someone who just narrates a true crime story. Those are going to have really different kind of pull powers to get people to think about your product, go to your website, because uh, one person kind of guides your day to day and one person entertains you. So I'm sorry, go for it. I was just saying, and there's something interesting there, kind of how looking at that, whereas if you have subject matter alignment, I think that's a mistake that a ton of advertisers make is they come into yeah. it and they will say, you know, we have a keto friendly product. We should be advertising on keto podcasts. We have a parenting product. We should be advertising on parenting podcasts. A lot of the times those CPMs are going to be at a huge premium. And then additionally, you're at a disadvantage because that audience is already the converted. They already know about the features, the benefits, unless you're completely reinventing the wheel. Um, they're already taking steps to be at a more advanced level, uh, whether it's with, with parenting. I mean, they're listening to a parenting podcast with a keto diet. I mean, have you found whether you're selling sleep or whether you're selling nutritional supplements? I know in my experience, you know, I always say it's a lot easier to sell to the health curious rather than the diehard health and fitness enthusiast. And uh, so there's a couple of thoughts there. First of all, yes, we we definitely always want to be hitting the, the the health curious, people who are adjacent to your product who aren't already there. Because at this point, we're on so many podcasts that if you're a triathlete and you listen to triathlon podcasts, you've heard about us. Um, so we want to get those kind of um, adjacent folks who are, you know, considering. So, you know, you need to look for some decent demographics. If you're a more premium product, um, try and look for household income. Uh, geography, if you need that. Luckily, we're we're a global company, so we can be looking at all these different countries. But if you're not, then then you you do want to consider that you know percent of the audience isn't isn't where you can sell. That's something that you have to be paying for. And but I think that subject matter is is such an interesting thing because um, you know it's it, we're all complex humans, and I, I think Glenn, a really good example is parents. Parents are complex humans. They're not just parents. They're also just people. Uh, parents are listening to true crime. Parents are listening to, I don't know, Dax Shepard. Um, they're not all just learning about parenting all the time. They're more than just a parent the same way that, you know, Glenn, you're more than just a, a podcast agency. Um, so, you know, you want to treat people like like human beings, complex. And, and uh, it's also just so noisy. If you're going to listen to a parenting podcast, it's all about, you know, Montessori toys and organic, you know, soft foods and stuff. Um, you're just going to be part of so much noise. So you want to get creative uh, about where where your audience is and think carefully about it. Don't go for the fullest answer. So um, 
it's it's hard and 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 I think it's too simple to just go for those very very specific content fits. Uh, try to talk to other brands, um, make make friends with other brands. A lot of brands are, are being really really smart in this, so you don't have to kind of learn everything from ground zero there. And uh, around uh, find shows that you can be creative with. And my my bread and butter is like a true partnership. So try and try and get them product, try and get them endorsing and the shows that are excited. So also consider, you know, inbound messages. You've got a lot of them. If you could talk to your team about that, you probably have a lot of opportunities sitting in your inbox. No, absolutely. And it's, it's interesting. I think there's also challenges with an economy of scale when you are going after something that's so hardcore and narrow niche in terms of content, you're not really going to be able to have a primary driver of new customer acquisition and growth. You need to be able to scale across yeah. genres to really thrive in this medium. Um, additionally, you know, let's talk about the wisdom of the crowd. A lot of people will use a tool like uh, PodSites or Prodscribe or Magellan and look for where are other advertisers going. What have you seen with some of the mistakes there? Because in my mind, it's we approach it as an agency almost like that Gretzky quote, don't go where the puck is, go where the puck's going to be. So we're always looking for new opportunities. I mean, have you found that if a show is already oversaturated with advertisers, that it's hard for anyone to really have efficacy? I think it really depends on the show. Some saturated shows that, that can do a great job. So for example, we look for a show, it might be packed with advertisers um, and consistently selling out and everything, but if it does ads and they're, they're in, let's say three chunks of two mid-roll ads, yeah. Um, kind of run responsibly, not those six back-to-back Rogan ads that you see on Spotify, <laughs> but um, could distribute it nicely through the show and they're good ads. I'm always down for that. But um, yeah, you could play defense and just just make sure that you're not, you know, interfering with your competitors. They're not interfering with you. Or you can play offense. And for us, that's looking at other smart brands. And remember that a lot of brands are not brands. So, you know, take that with a grain of salt. Uh, figure, figure out um, who you want to be careful about following in the footsteps of. And uh, and, and what we do really like to, to go see where the smart brands are with who hit audiences similar to us. Um, and it's, it's better than nothing in terms of prospecting. And, and when you're trying to scale, it's a really helpful lever to pull. And that's part of it too, is every brand has different KPIs. And I think that if you want to achieve and accomplish that within podcasting, you have to look for brands with similar KPIs to yours and similar uh, buying mindsets to really, if you're going to follow and travel in their wake and hopefully have some overlap. So uh, last question before we wrap this up, and I think that it's, it's been a hot recurring topic, unfortunately. How have you dealt with host controversies uh, and sort of avoiding those potential landmines as we're in you know, such an era where it seems like every other day a news story is breaking and brands really don't want to be associated with anyone that is in trouble. Yeah, um, it's it's definitely tricky. People are under close scrutiny. We want to be brand safe. We want to be, you know, using our dollars as a business to support uh, creators who are, you know, good to the world. So we have, um, we have certain standards. We don't, we actually don't get very political. Um, we, and, and we listen to our customers right in if someone has um has you know been part of a tricky situation uh we listen to that we're we're always evaluating partnerships but even as part of the vetting process uh we we, we google them uh we tend to google things like you know martha gallant controversy or something and see what pops up i hope mine comes up clean but uh, we we do it's part of the vetting process and then ongoing you know we we listen for for issues um people talk in the industry uh, we have Google alerts set. Um, no one's perfect, but but we do really think it's important to to get it right. 
to support the right people. Um, and, and when, when there's a real issue, um, that we need to take action on, we, we absolutely do, but we, um, we listen, make decisions based on, based on what we hear and what we learn ourselves. Absolutely. And that's an important thing for advertisers is try and get a real feel for the content and the personalities that you're sponsoring. So, Hey, we're going to wrap this up. Uh, thank you X fronts audience for watching this. We wish you very well in your podcast buying endeavors. Uh, as I said, I'm Glenn Rubenstein, the founder and CEO of adopter media or at adopter.media on the web. If you're looking for help with your podcast advertising efforts and thanks Martha for joining me today. Thanks to the X fronts for having us. And happy buying, everyone. We'll see you next time. Thank you, Glenn. See you guys.